0: Welcome to the MSEC Podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. We're starting 2023 off with an incredible series entitled Strength-Based Advocacy and Collaboration. The first episode features Dr. Gregory Leskins and MSEC's Georgia McGowan as they define and discuss multi-tiered symptoms of support and child-initiated harmful behaviors. Then they'll elaborate on how MTSS can benefit military-connected students as well as the importance of collaboration between families and schools to build upon strengths and resiliency. This episode has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Hurlbit Spouses Club.
1: Welcome MSEC podcast listeners. We are so excited to have you here with us today. My name is Georgia McCown. I'm the Director of Planning, Analysis, and Evaluation at MSEC, and I am excited to be back with you hosting today. um, Hosting hosting Dr. Greg Leskin, who is a licensed clinical psychologist and serves as the Director for Military and Veteran Family Programs at UCLA as part of the National Center for Child Traumatic Stress. Greg, thanks for being here with us. we're excited.
2: To you. Thank, thanks, George. It's a real pleasure to be here and um, looking forward to our podcast.
1: So, today, uh, Dr. Leskin and I are going to talk about multi tiered systems of support or MTSS, and harmful behaviors and how the collaboration between schools and families around those structures can help support students and specifically military connected students. This topic is probably 1 that teachers and educators. Know about, but parents may not. So, let's get started with what we want parents to know about multi tiered systems of support and harmful behaviors. So, 1st, I want to define multi tiered systems of support. If you work in education, you've probably heard this defined previously, or known previously as RTI or response to intervention. Um, multi-tiered systems of support or MTSS are formally defined as models of educational service delivery in which problem-solving school-based teams, often facilitated by school psychologists and other specialists train in database decision-making, determine, deliver, and evaluate academic, behavioral, and social-emotional supports. That is a whopper of a definition. It's huge. Um, But basically, it's a way for schools to systematically identify and address challenges for students around academic, behavioral, and social, emotional concerns. So, what makes it multi-tiered is that there's three different levels. Tier 1 are interventions or screening tools that every student is getting. Tier 2 are data driven supports. Or interventions provided to specific groups of students and small group interventions and then tier 3 are robust individual supports given to students with the greatest needs. So, for an example that most folks are familiar with would be reading assessments for academic skills around literacy tier 1 would be uh, high quality classroom instruction and universal screening tools that all students are getting. Tier 2 might be small group remediation for students who have scores on assessments in a specific range. And then Tier 3 would be individual intervention and supports for students in the lowest percentiles. Multi tiered systems of support, or MTSS can be really critical to family school partnerships. Because they look for challenges before they blow up or get out of control. So, their schools are being strategic and identifying kids with needs and then getting in there and supporting them. But parents can also share information ahead of those screenings if they're noticing things at home related to academic, uh, social, emotional, or behavioral challenges. So that's kind of um, a primer on MTSS, multi-tiered systems of support. Greg, can you give our listeners some background on what we mean when we talk about harmful behaviors?
2: um yeah thank you uh, georgia that was really interesting to learn about mtss and related are um harmful and challenging behaviors um that may may come uh to the um uh, of the interest to the school or school counselors or parents might bring some of these issues into the school settings so or we're, we're really interested for uh parents to understand what do we mean by um a harmful behavior and we're primarily focusing here on emotional, physical, or even uh, sexual aggression uh, that can occur between children and youth here. And, and we, we wanna define this as um, child-initiated harmful behaviors. And, and th- so the kinds of like bullying uh, or sexual harassment or calling names, uh, or or uh, alienating children in some way or even physically or sexually harming other other children ch- children and youth hurting uh, one another is the focus rather than what might typically be thought of as adult initiated um, harmful behaviors which are, more like interpersonal violence in the home domestic violence more traditional child abuse and neglect adult sexual assault uh, on a child so our focus is more on here those are important topics for for our discussion it's more about those those child peer type aggression and, and and we know that these kinds of behaviors can come uh, they're multi determined there there's no one single Factor that can, you know, create these conditions where a child is either exhibiting or uh, impacted by these, uh, these harmful behaviors. But we know that they can be related to uh, traumatic experiences in the, in the child or the family's life um, or, or issues that occurred in the development of the child development, uh, developmental stressors or family stressors. Um, and they're they're also related to peer relations and sometimes things like fitting into a peer group or 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 moving and wanting to fit in and what children might might do in terms of uh, uh, trying to fit into. Uh, a new, a new environment, a new school, a new community, and th- these behaviors can be um, transient and, and oftentimes are transient, but sometimes they can be more chronic, more long lasting, and and repeat over time. So, um, when we when we do see even even, you know, these behaviors uh, in our children uh, exhibiting or impacted by these behaviors, they're, 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 it's important for parents to be aware. Uh, of these, uh, that these uh, might be occurring for with our children, either at home sometimes with siblings or cousins or others coming to to the family home in school in the playground or after school, and and I I want to kind of finish off by saying, especially for military connected children who transition or move often, sometimes those, to, uh, the, these behaviors can increase or there's times the, that there's risk factors during these times of transitions or going through difficult circumstances that it's really important for parents to be aware of and, and check in and and uh, uh communicate with their children and their teachers and others who who may uh, uh be helping support our kids so um thanks for asking that question georgia
1: that really makes sense in that that last piece Has me thinking about supporting military-connected students specifically, and how MTSS and identifying and and supporting harmful behaviors in children, or supporting I guess the correction of harmful behaviors in children, um, can be specifically related to military-connected students. And so the next question was already, how does MTSS benefit military-connected students in particular? And i think one of the the key components that i think of is it's a it's a critical tool for identifying military connected students right military connectedness can be part of universal screening tools that can be asked at registration at back to school time um, anytime that we're already asking demographic information of students we can start targeting uh that specific subgroup of children so that we can start to identify how their data might be the same or different from uh, non-military connected students and really provide those interventions Um, also that screening helps connect students with resources proactively so we might already identify that uh, the the tier one response uh is applied to all military connected students and that might just be making other staff members or faculty members aware of military connected students and to be keeping an eye out for them but then the tier two supports for military connected students might be targeted at specific uh, lifestyle demands that a military connected student might be facing like transitioning into or out of a school um, at pcs time or deployment Groups for students, or some of those more targeted interventions. And then thinking about tier three might be wraparound planning for specific military connected students who uh, might be having e- a unique circumstance or might be reacting in a unique way to a common circumstance for military families. And so those might be services that involve parents, school staff, the MFLAC. The school liaison or other stakeholders to devise a unique plan to support that specific student. So, when I think about MTSS, I'm really thinking about identifying military connected students and putting. Interventions to use and targeting the right students. Um, what else are you thinking about MTSS for military students? Greg.
2: Oh, um, I, I completely agree, Georgia, the really the importance of MTSS is to identify and respond to. You know, across these different tiers, but when when a child is um, uh, either exhibiting or impacted by a harmful behavior, that you know the school has that responsibility to respond to these situations. When a when a student is being bullied or sexually harassed, and student services or counselors are important resources to help intervene um, for for those students um, and and preventing these behaviors from continuing to occur. So, you know, whether it's intervening for the individual child or children who've been impacted, but also really providing messages and creating a school climate that um, really messages about um, not Tolerating bullying, not tolerating sexual harassment or name calling, or 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 um, you know, or the opposite and very positive social emotional learning, uh, communication, um, uh, uh, empathy towards others, and and being really kind and helping uh, others uh, to fit in. So I I think MTSS really has that uh, ability to both respond, identify. Um, respond, intervene, prevent through messaging, and really work to um, create uh, positive uh, school environments that really focus on learning, social-emotional learning, and uh, the ability to support students. And, and I, I just want to uh, finish by saying school staff can really benefit from partnering closely with parents and community members to increase communication and coordination to really help students succeed.
1: That really makes sense to me that, but the those wraparound services don't always have to be tier 3 that that commitment to supporting all students can can come through strong relationships between schools and families and community partners that we so often communicate or or hear about. um, On the podcast and through other through other critical resources. So, how can schools and families work together to recognize and address harmful behaviors?
2: Great, great question. And thanks for this 1, Georgia. I, I really think that students can really benefit from knowing that they have at least 1 trusted adult that they can seek support or communication about these issues. Um, we really we're, we're understanding the, the types of social pressures, the importance of school climate issues and the, the importance of communicating about. Not tolerating bullying or sexual harassment or or name calling and and parents can really help parents can work you know with the school. They can help the child to um, identify a uh, teachers, counselors, coaches that they can. Um, uh, communicate with, that they could check in with, that they can feel supported by. So parents are oftentimes really key in messaging and talking, communicating with their child, finding out how their child is doing, fitting in, and, and also helping to facilitate those uh, communications with the school about how the child is doing, any any issues or challenging behaviors that are impacting their academic work. Um, any transitions that the child is going through or separation that the child is going through as part of being in, in military family or military culture and be able to work closely with the teacher closely with the staff. um, to to so that that child feels, uh, like they're supported, they're understood, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, that the child knows that they can check in with any of those staff as needed.
1: That really makes sense to me as a as a former teacher of military connected students. I I think about that a lot and the opportunity to build trusting relationships as soon as possible between parents and school staff who are supporting their students uh, really sticks out to me as a way to recognize and address harmful behaviors. Because if you've got that trusting relationship, you feel safe as a teacher. I think calling and saying, hey, I noticed this behavior at school today and. I'm concerned, what do you do when you notice this at home Mm -hmm. Uh, or or have you noticed this and being able to communicate from a position of trust and knowing that. uh, this other adult is looking out for the, the best. For your child, and so that really sticks out to me as a teacher of military students, because they do relocate so frequently it's not the same kind of relationships that we often see if you've had the opportunity for your child to be at the same school for five or six consecutive years and so uh, i think teachers and parents have a unique responsibility there to latch on to one another and and facil- expedite that relationship to make sure that they're on the same page about supporting children and and really when, when they see something saying something as quickly as possible for the for the sake of the child. So that really makes sense to me. So Greg as we finish up this uh, intro episode about MTSS and harmful behaviors, what's one resource you would recommend for listeners to check out right away about MTSS and harmful behaviors?
2: Well, um thanks for that question Georgia. Um you you and I uh together worked on um, and help coordinate a uh, set of uh, presentations uh, called Preparing Communities to Support Military-Connected Youth, Lessons from the Field. And those links are, are available um, here with this podcast. And I really encourage everyone to check out um, these these presentations, really noted um, uh, 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 experts and, and, and military leaders and uh, really describe, uh, not only more about harmful behaviors and MTSS in school settings and community settings, but they really offer some ideas about for parents, for teachers, for others to really think about, um, prevention, intervention, community level, uh, you know, communication coordination that are that are all elements of successfully. So, supporting our students, so um, those are the, uh, the resources I'm really encouraging everyone to uh, check out watch and um, I think you'll learn uh, just a lot about these topics.
1: I agree I would absolutely 2nd, that suggestion those presentations had. Uh, resoundingly positive feedback from the folks who were able to attend the MSEC Global Summit and participate, and so we are fortunate to be able to make those sessions available online for folks to to watch as they have time and as they're able to engage. My suggestion for my one takeaway would be Pamela Fennings' book, School Supports for Children and Military Families. It is a really helpful starting point for both families and educators. Who are trying to understand supporting military-connected students at school and the efforts that schools are making to provide comprehensive services to military-connected children. Um, it highlights MTSS as a framework and also gives a lot of valuable and uh Useful suggestions for ways to get started at MTSS. I think sometimes um, coming from education, those interventions are huge and you look at it and you're really um, off put by just the magnitude of what it might take. But she gives so many helpful suggestions on how to get started and and that's the best thing we can do is go ahead and get started um, and adjust over time to make the most of what we've got available to us. So, Greg, thank you so much for being here on this 1st episode of the series. Um, We are so fortunate to be able to offer 2 more episodes, um, really focusing on both MTSS and harmful behaviors and how to uh, address them, implement uh, support services and really wrap around and embrace military connected students and make sure they have everything they need to be successful at school. Um, Thank you to our listeners. Uh, I also want to remind you about the show notes. That's where the links will be to the resources we've mentioned today and probably a few extras. We always love to throw in a little bit of extra support as far as resources are concerned, and please come back and join us for our future episodes where we'll get a little deeper um, into these topics and how as a parent or an educator or a community member, um, you can leverage these tools.
2: What a great show. Thank you so much, Georgia. You've been
0: listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. We'd like to thank again the Hurlbut Spouses Club for helping to make this episode possible. Until next time, live a great story.